This is the Bushwick Variety Show. And I'm Alec the Third. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This episode features Mandela Eskia, super dope, New York-based, uh, Harlem, in fact, based hip-hop artist with a single out right now called TRL. It's been getting a lot of love. Uh, me and Mandela, we kind of, we know a lot of uh, the same mutual people and have crossed paths before, and um, I've always been a fan of his work. Um, and I don't know if he knew that before, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Um, but it's pretty funny because the song TRL is all about, it doesn't cost anybody to, it doesn't cost anything to show people love. Um, and I think a lot of times we hold love in, uh, we don't give people their flowers when we can, like we hold back our gratitude. So um, as you're listening to this episode, and as you go about this week, and as you go about this month, and as we go about this year, I don't know how everybody else has been doing, but I've been going through kind of a rough transition going from the pandemic, kind of everything closed, to the faucet being turned fully back on here in New York City, here in Bushwick, Brooklyn, where I'm based. Um, yeah, it's been it's been up and down, a um, lot of lot of blessings. Uh, I'm halfway on the way of this phase to being a father. Um, my wife is pregnant, and we are halfway on that journey, and so that's super exciting. Uh, I also started a new job using storytelling through chess, or using storytelling to teach chess to children. Um, and, and it's been great, but it's been a little bit of a rough transition and I'm sure a lot of people are going through it. So if you see somebody doing something that you really like, tell them, um, it really helps people keep going and keep doing what they're doing and make more of it. So that's why I wanted to have this conversation. I look forward to sharing it with you. Links are in the show notes and yeah, follow Mandela, download the single TRL. This is Mandela Eskia. Let's have a conversation. How you been up? I'm all right. How about you? Man, I cannot complain, yo. Um, I feel blessed. You know what I mean? I'm excited about the new music and the way people are reacting to it. And um, just feeling a little bit more refreshed and a lot of reach outs to people that want to help it get even bigger. So. That's, That's what's up. Yeah. So, I'm happy about that. So, sorry, I know I sound mad greedy, bro. All good, bro. Uh, how much time do you think you need? No, I'm good. All right. I enough. Because that uh, that sounds good, right? Th- like right there, I might even want <laughs> part of what you just said. It's kind of what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how many times we've met in person, actually. I know I know we crossed paths at the Rack Shack before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've seen your work for a minute. Uh mm-hmm. I remember the first thing I remember noticing it was a song you did with Paco, and it was like on a bridge. Oh, was it free was it a freestyle? I Maybe. Mean, uh- yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. A, it was a video though too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause we we did a couple of freestyle videos together. Yeah, those are pretty dope. Um, and then and then I've seen a number of your stuff since then. Mm-hmm. And also props to you. I saw the TikTok you did. You shared it to Instagram too, um, promoting like the newest video. I'm trying oh, to remember. Yeah. It's the it was, um, TRL. Is it like yeah. colorful and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I saw a video you did. Maybe it wasn't promoting the video. Maybe it was I'm trying to remember what it was about exactly. Uh, it had to do with writer's block. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just comedy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been doing stuff lately. Just, yeah. you know, just a little bit more. Trying a little bit more myself, you know, and personality. I feel it, bro. Um, I'm silly. 
Yeah, I feel I feel it. Um, I'm goofy and sometimes yeah. inspirational, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes goofy when I try to get inspirational, you know, might be come off corny sometimes, but I really believe believe the stuff, you know, um, and it's I don't know. I think there's something about being being that authentic you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I think um in general as artists, um, at least when you make art like I make art, you're always putting a piece of yourself into the art. And so it's like, you know, sometimes that can be scary to to kind of bury your soul in that way, right? And not like do it in a way where it's like, I'm too cool to let you in. And that's like kind of what I think great music is built on, in my opinion. You know, I'm not saying you can't be great doing other things, but for me, I feel like when you let the listener in on your world more, then I think that's like really powerful because it's almost like, you know that the listener could probably hurt you. It could probably, they could probably turn around on you, but you're bearing it anyway because it's important for you to share your story so that people that connect with your story can connect with it mm-hmm. and, and, and it sit with them. So, yeah. Got them. I hear that siren. Yeah. Um, oh, all good, man. You know, um, you live in Bushwick also? No, I'm in Harlem, man. Oh, you're in Harlem. That's what's up. Um, hey. uh, where are you up in Harlem? I'm right by Central Park on 112th Street. Okay. Yeah. I did a play a couple uh, summers ago at the National Black Theater up on 125th. Yeah. My yeah. father do a lot of stuff over there. With them. Yeah. Um, I had no idea until I did that play. Like, I knew I wanted to work there at some point since I moved to New York, but I had no idea about the, like, history of that spot until until being there. And I was like, wow. Yeah, it's got a lot, it's a lot of history there. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about your history a little bit, man. Um, so on Instagram, I noticed that your handle is like Black Zeus. Mm-hmm. Was that like ever a name that you went by like as an MC? Was that like a stage name at one point? Or what was that name about? It was always a nickname. I got that name from a dream. Um, years ago, I, I had a dream that I was on stage and it was millions of people and it was... They was like, Black Zeus, Black Zeus. And so I don't know if it was a premonition, I don't know what it was, but I woke up and I said it and I was like, okay, I gotta use this some way. So it's like a nickname. I'm gonna transition it a little bit into something else maybe. It's still gonna be Zeus in there, but um, right now, like, yeah, I got that shit, that came from the the ether, from from the the other realm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't tell this story very often, but I, I've also had similar type of dream where it's like a godly type of dream, um, for lack of a better word. Um, and something I've been thinking about a lot lately, similar to what you were talking about as an artist about bearing, bearing your soul and like sharing who you are Mm. and also like allowing yourself to be great. Mm, Yeah, that's an important thing. Mm-hmm. Important thing, yeah. Because being great is going to require you to make certain decisions, and you have to be confident in those decisions. You know what I'm saying? You have to be confident and okay with consequences if you make the wrong one. So being great is like, it's almost like it's something that we all achieve. We well, not all achieve, but we all want to achieve. But we also, I think, in the back of our heads, a little bit afraid of what happens when we achieve it. So when I become great. Well, am I still going to have the same friends? You know what I'm saying? When I become great, people are going to look at me the same. When I become great, are people going to decide that I'm a meal ticket? You know, there's all of these things that come with um, with greatness. With great power comes great responsibility. I'm a comic nerd, so, you know, stuff like that. So, I, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when did you start um, getting into hip-hop? I started rapping when I was about 13 12, 13, I wrote my first rap, one of those ages. I think it might have been 12. Um, and I it was really gangster. I was a thug. I was I was I was a gangster in that rap. And I, I have a lot of older brothers because I come from a big family. There's seven of us. So six boys, and I have an older sister. She lives in Atlanta. She's got kids and stuff too. Um, but 
I rapped it for two of my older brothers and they were like, that was actually good, but you're not going to do any of that stuff. So, you know, don't rap about stuff you're not going to do. And so from then I kind of like kept at it because I already, I got the bug in my ear that, that I was naturally, cause that was my first rap and it was just naturally, like I just had a, um, a natural affinity for putting words together like that. And so once they told me that, you know, I just kept at it. I kept, like practicing and I wouldn't share it with most people. Most people didn't know I rapped. I would just keep my round book to myself. Then eventually in high school, a friend of mine, who I'm still cool with to this day, saw the round book and was like, yo, you should rap these rhymes that dope. And I never looked back. So. Mm-hmm. And who were you listening to uh, before you started writing? Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes is the first cassette tape I ever had. I had When Disaster Strikes. So I played that out. That's the one, man. Yeah, I played that yeah. out. And um, I don't remember having that many rap CDs before then. Like I liked a lot of rappers while I was while I was starting to rap. Like I listened to a lot. I used to love, I mean, I still love DMX, Rest in Peace is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Um, but I guess, yeah, it was really more Busta. And I would, whatever I would see on, on, um, the video music box. I don't know if you remember that, but I think it's still around. But when I was a kid, one of the pastimes, one of the things we would do in the house, because I was homeschooled, but like on the weekends and stuff like that, my brother had a, a TV in his room and he would just put on video music box and it would just play videos all day. So not only was I getting the, I came to bring the pain, hardcore to the brain, I was also getting TLC. I was also getting Atlantis Morissette ironic and I was getting all of these musical influences even though my focus was more on rap because I like rap more um but I was getting all of those musical influences and so that's what I think like I think honestly the only person I could say that directly I remember like listening to was Jay-Z and um Jay-Z, Biggie, Pac and um and Busta. Yeah, a little bit of Tribe Called Quest, but it was really those four that I can remember from that time that I was like, oh, okay. I know the words of this song. I like this song. I know this video. Like, I still remember the Method Man Bring the Paint videos, one of the greatest videos of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, if you had to put uh, Mount Rushmore of hip-hop, who would that be for you? For me? Um, I'm going to say the usual suspects. I know it's cliche now, like, oh, you just say the same people. But I would say my five is the people that helped shape me, and that would have to be Jay Z, one of my maybe my favorite rapper of all time. Jay Z, um, DMX, Nas, Eminem, and Andre 3000. Those five are probably the most influential to me as a becoming a writer. Um, now I would say that nowadays, from this generation, I would say. If I had to pick a new age version of that, it would probably be J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, um, Cuddy, because I love Cuddy, and Kanye, musically. Those would probably be my five if I had to choose this generation, because all of them, I don't really like what, like, I don't know, I don't, I'm not necessarily <laughs> what Kanye says now. Uh, yeah. His music is still like, you know, yeah. His music yeah, still, that's yeah. been a long time, like, beef i've had with people or it's just not a beef but just when somebody's just like oh kanye like if somebody doesn't know kanye they're like oh kanye like talentless i'm like no 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 don't do that what we're not gonna do is (laughs) say that he's not talented like he's a genius when it comes to music um Mm -hmm. production um and like even as an mc like i think his production is Mm -hmm. like the thing with me but man, I love the college drop. I love like the old stuff. I love some of the new stuff. I thought Dark Twisted yeah. Fantasy was was like a masterpiece. Um, Me too. But yeah, but it is a little heartbreaking now. But also, it's like we don't really know everything that's going on with him right now either. Yeah, this is true. It's, it's true. Um, you know, he's he's in a different space, but. Again, if I had to choose that for me, those guys are like the what the what the fuck when they come out, like you know what I mean? Like, so I'd have to give it to them, even though. Oh, pause there for a second. Okay, you're back now. All right. right. Yeah, some 
my house internet is unstable, so I had to use my phone. But I'm I'm here now. All right. All good. Um, I forgot what I, was I think I got my point across. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't like to com- like make comparisons too much, but mm-hmm. I will say uh, Kendrick is one of my definitely one of my favorite current people. Mm-hmm. Um. And from what I've heard of you, I think you are on like that elite level. And I don't say that to, to everybody, um, but I but for real, man, I, I love the work you're doing. It's Thank solid. You. Thank you very much. I mean, you know, I used to get annoyed when people were like, yo, you like Kendrick. But <laughs> what I started to realize is like, you know, that's actually a compliment because you know what I'm saying? Like he makes elite music. So if you compare me to him or you're saying you remind me, and it's never in a bad way. It's always like, you know, you kind of, oh, that's fine. You remind me of Kendrick a little bit. It's always after that. So that means that whatever I'm creating is so high level for people that are in the songwriting that they're like, yo, you not, you good like him. So yeah. to me, that's good. To me, that's a, a positive thing. And I don't even have half the resources Kendrick has. Yeah. You know? So <clears throat> that, you know, that, that to be, Honest has become more of a compliment as I've gotten older, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about TRL a little bit. All right. So TRL, Total Request Love, featuring Dirty Hearts, which is a, a I don't know how to, it's like an indie trip hop pop duo. Um, and they, so the background vocals, my homegirl Rose Heart, and then, um, Will, who is a part of a partner in the, in the um, group, he's playing the bass line, and then everything else around that is produced, um, put together by Minecraft, which is my produces a lot of my stuff. My last two albums, um, that song is really just is just really birthed out of like disappointment, hardship, and feeling like you know, no matter what you do for certain people, no matter what you do for certain people, there are people that will take advantage of you, and there are people that will use that as a weakness for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and learning how to just be able to be like, all right, that's that situation, but that doesn't mean I have to treat everybody like shit moving forward because, you know what I'm saying? So it don't cost nothing to show love, you know what I mean? Like, it don't cost, I can sh- I, I can show love without putting myself in a space where somebody can, you know, tear me apart or whatever like that. So I think the song is really just, like, really about that concept of love and, like, me just going through the motions in my head and talking to myself. It's really like me having a conversation with myself. Like you got to keep moving. You got to keep showing love and you got to keep moving with grace. Like you've been moving no matter what. And it's birthed from, from an actual situation, an actual situations, but it's really just more about, you know, that concept of like being hurt and still moving forward with dignity and respect and love for, for, for others. So. That's really the core of the song. Like it don't cost nothing to show just a little love. And the video is phenomenal. Shout out to Dino and the whole team that worked on that. So yeah, I'm just I'm excited, you know. Mm-hmm. Paco mixed it actually too, which is which is dope. Yeah. Yeah. The re- so the reason I know like Paco came on my radar, mm-hmm. uh two musicians that were in my band, um, Steve Reyes and Dan Victor were playing like backup for him for like a little while. Mm-hmm. um and so that's that's that connection there and then of course you know i've, I've known chris forever yeah. um brooklyn wildlife and everybody so you know it's a we're in new york it's a small world after a while yeah it definitely is you know so so when you were talking about that was birth from personal experience that song mm-hmm. i think a lot of people can relate to that obviously because love is something that everybody needs hopefully it's something that everybody experiences um i can relate to it both from the entertainment perspective and also from the relationship perspective uh which kind of where where were you coming from with and i know you were coming from both but kind of like the story um it's really just more about i don't want to get too deep into it because it's multiple stories but it's just really yeah. more- it's not even really necessarily romantic. Like there's mm-hmm. things that are connected to romance, but it's really more about like um, connected to friendships. You know what I'm saying? I've had, so I've had situations in my life more than once where I've like 
been cool and overgave to someone and the person bit my hand, right? And so um, it's really more about that. And it's just also more about like being cognizant of things. So I think from those past situations um, that have happened, I've kind of gotten a new perspective on it and been a little bit more um, guarded. And the thing is like, you can, you should be aware and cautious, but you don't want to close yourself off to new blessings just because, you know, somebody did some something that you didn't like. It's really more about now starting to pay attention to those patterns so that I don't let people like that around me anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's really more just birth. It's, it's really just the idea of love in general, like whether friendship, love for a friend, love for um, somebody that you're in a relationship with all of that stuff plays into a love for family, you know what I mean? Cause it's gonna hit everybody differently. Cause somebody might be like, dang, that's how I feel about this, this woman I used to date. Somebody might be like, that's how I feel about my uncle, you know? So um, that's really that's really where, where, where it comes from. It's more like the overall concept of love in general, whether it be plutonic, whether it be romantic, you know, whether it be for like nature. So that's, that's really where it comes from. Mm -hmm. to answer the question yeah for sure um your music like how what's kind of your process how involved are you in like uh on the production end or like on the songwriting end so the songwriting is usually not usually it's always all me but i you know i do have friends that i work with like in it so like it's kind of like a team so there's certain friends that I'll send the music to and get their feedback and they might be like, oh, I don't think you need this verse. Or, you could stop it here. Or um, maybe that hook isn't strong enough. So I'll go back and I'll like rework it because the only a small few people that I trust like that. And then there's also my producer Minecraft that I work with. And so he might be, he might give me the same thing. Like we just, I'm just, I just uh, recorded something for him and somebody he was working with. And he gave me feedback before I even sent it. Before I even re-recorded it, he was like, uh, you could fix, you could make this this part stronger. So I rewrote it and it, it did come out stronger. So um, that's my songwriting process. Um, but usually when it comes to the production, like if I can, if I'm, I, if I, if I can be in a room, I'll be in the room and I'll, I'll offer feedback in terms of, I don't know if you need to change the beat like this. Cause like Minecraft changes the beat a lot. So I might be like, oh, I think I liked it better this way. Maybe you can add this in here or maybe you could take that out of it. So there, I'm definitely involved, but um, I wouldn't say I'm a producer, producer just yet. Eventually I'm gonna get there, but I don't know if my brain is is ready yet. I just started getting in a, not just started, but I had Photoshop for like 10 years and just started learning how to use it. Same thing with some video stuff. So I think my brain has to acclimate and be ready to do it. Um, but I'm definitely involved in the process. It's also hard. I find that, um, cause I do acting, I sing. Mm -hmm. I have a little bit, I have some bars too. Um, I'm more on like the spoken word tip. And so some, so that veers over, but it's like, that's like the difference. Like when I hear you, it's like, okay, I have my lane. I can't do what you do. You know what I mean? And it's like, but there's different things I'm interested in, but then we have so much time in the day, so many days in the week. Yeah. It's like, how much should I be invested on? Like, learning a whole new thing yeah and like to the point where i don't want it to take away from like the other things that i know i already have to do you know yeah no that's valid it, you know it, it does take time to learn those things and you can get a grossed in that stuff like sometimes if i'm editing and putting together a video I, I i'm near until it's done and i might have other stuff to do <laughs> so yeah. yeah that that that's definitely um a concern sometimes did you see uh, Chris was asking about key changes in hip hop today on Facebook? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you reminded me of that when you were talking about the producer you work with, because my band sometimes will be working on a new song and <laughs> there's like a battle going on where I'm like, I come from hip hop, soul, funk. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, we don't like we can stay in a groove it doesn't have to change like change yeah all the time whereas they're like nah that's boring and i'm like no but it's nah. just different 
yeah, different sensibilities, different places people are coming from, you know? Yeah. I don't think groove is boring at all. I actually think, especially with rap, it's moving more into groove. Like, some of the most classic rep records are built from the groove. Yeah. Like, like that. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so you got two other albums. Um, it's like volume one and two, right? Yeah, Birmingham Gold Volume One and Birmingham Gold Volume Two. Yeah, available on the streamings. Mm-hmm. You know. And then uh, TRL just came out. Is that part of like a new project or kind of what's going on? What are you planning now? So it is part of a new project called We the Gods. With right, but with that being said. We the Gods doesn't have a specific release date. It should, it could be the fall, it could be the winter. So right now, TRL is really just part of um, a selections of songs that I'm probably gonna start releasing. So I'm just right now, I'm just focusing on putting out songs and singles. But the album will come when I feel like people are ready for it. When I feel like, um, when I feel like a lot of people, enough people, are like give me the damn album. You know what I'm saying? It'll it'll come out. Maybe I'll do a limited released for like a certain amount of people so they'll have it early but um yeah it's, it was created as part of that but um i have like a bunch of of, of songs that i'm probably going to start releasing soon and um so after trl probably around july you'll get something else and maybe in september or something else so that's you know that's kind of where my head is you might even get something in june who knows you know what I mean? oh um, yeah, so I'm just, that's just really been um, the space I'm in right now. But right now, TRL, and then soon other things come. Um, I've been doing a lot of features with other artists, like um, the homie Sayato, the artist is Cat from Nigeria. I did two, I have two records with him that he's he put out. Um, it's really dope. So just working, man. Yep. Uh, how have you been doing? like with the pandemic, like did you do a lot of live shows before or kind of how how did it affect you? I did a lot of live shows before, yes. Um, what I will say is the pandemic was helpful because it helped me kind of calm down and then be a little bit more, like because of the pandemic and because of like the concerns of catching, you know, COVID, I had to be a lot pickier with the the shows that I chose and I started to realize and this is something that's been in my head for a long time it's like I can't do every show I can't like I have to I have to split my time use my time wisely and I have to start aiming to get the shows that I really 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 need that's going to take me to the next atmosphere so I can't do every show right um if it makes sense then I'll do it but um, right now, since we're coming out and people are doing more shows, I'm starting to get my feet wet again. Um, as I feel like like I'm rusty, so <laughs> I got to get back into the groove of doing it. But um, COVID, the pandemic has actually been kind of helpful for me because I've had a lot of time to kind of refocus and rethink life and how I operate and how I move. Like I've become a lot more spiritual. I've always been spiritual, but now like, I'm doing a little bit more crystal work, uh, meditating in the mornings, um, working out, being healthier, being more conscious of the stuff I eat. Um, you know, write, writing new music. I got a little setup in my room now where I can record from home. Stuff like that. I saved some money where I could afford to do certain things that I couldn't afford to do before. So it's been beneficial because I've used it wisely, right? I'm not going on any vacations, but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna move around this summer. But I haven't got any vacation. Um, pineapple. Mm-hmm. I'll get drinks, of course. But anyway, um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's that's really um, that's really my pandemic in a nutshell. Um, yeah. A lot of self discovery, a lot of reassuring, and getting to a point where you know there was a point where I felt kind of low. Um, you get older. And I'm like, man, this still hasn't happened yet. I'm getting older, you know? But then I had, I think what happens is like, for me, I'm such a, I'm a bounce backy type of person. So I was able to refuel myself. And I started getting more into like the meditation and the affirmations and setting intentions and goals and stuff like that. And that's been really beneficial for me moving forward. Uh, it puts me in a great space. So I'm excited and happy for that. Yeah. Um... And yeah, and how do you feel now that things are kind of 
things are about to open all the way up. Yeah. It's kind of a trip. I'm ready. <clears throat> I'm gonna my shots and then we out and about. I mean, I, I, I'm already out. Not crazy, but I've been out. But um, I'm gonna get my shots and yeah, I'm I'm ready to to start moving around again and traveling. And I, I want to go to LA. I want to go back to LA. I want to go to um, supposed to be doing a festival in Florida in August. So you know, I'm I'm just ready to I'm ready to hit the ground running and just putting the work because one of the other things that I've learned from the the pandemic is being how to be consistent, but how to be effectively consistent. Because before I was just like putting out stuff and the quality, the, 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 the lyrical content was great, but the quality of it wasn't as great. And so get into a space where I'm like, okay, in order for me to do it, I have to, I have to pay attention to what's happening and figure out how I fit in that mode and start doing more of that. And it's been, you know, you know, making sure that I financially am putting together the pieces that I'm going to need to promote my records and my songs. So that's, you know, it's just been a learning process and it's been a beautiful one. So I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to get back out there. You ain't, man, let's, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, what's the best place for people to like keep up with you, follow what you're doing and whatnot? So I would say three places, my Instagram, at B-L-A-C-K-Z-E-U-S-X, that's at Black Zeus with an X at the end. At Black Zeus with an X at the end. I don't know who the other Black Zeus's are. I'm at Black Zeus with an X at the end, right? Um, so if you go there, you can just click the link in my bio and it'll send you to all of the stuff for TRL. But if you go to the streamings for TRL, once you get to my pages, you can find all my other stuff. Um, follow me on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you got at Mandela Esquia. That's M-A-N-D-E-L-L-A-E-S-K-I-A. Mandela Esquia, but Mandela with two L's. Um, and you can follow me there. And you can you can find me on YouTube under the same name. But I would say the Instagram is probably the best thing. From the Instagram, you can find my TikTok and all of the other stuff. So Instagram, the link in that bio will take you take you take you places mm -hmm. instagram and spotify whatever streaming service you have so those those are the best ways to find me um the videos on youtube the song is approaching 5k um listens just a song which is great for me because i've never had a song that i just released do that well that quickly um so yeah it's it's it's, it's going up so that's positive I shouted out uh, your song in my newsletter actually this last week. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. Um, I was just going to ask you. Yeah. So I, I had a similar thing this year, kind of re getting in touch with like spirituality. Like it was never gone, but it was more on the side of like, I lost my religion at one point And then mm. at one point didn't really, have a practice in place and sometimes like felt disconnected a little bit um and this year kind of re refocused everything um yeah it's been a lot of perspective and a lot of it's been a blessing really to me to like have time similar you said it like to slow the fuck down and to calm down for a second and actually yeah. look and actually like reflect actually take stock in where i am who i say i am and what i'm doing to correspond with that um mm -hmm. one thing that's tricky for me and i'm trying to figure it out do you feel like during this time like you might have figured something out on how to be yourself in a healthy way with social media yes yes i think so because um, like you talked about the video about writer's block. And I think <clears throat> what I've figured out and what I'm starting, I'm still learning. What I'm figuring out is like, it's okay to be be you and be, get, be, you can be a rapper and still be silly and still have a silly side and be goofy. And it's like, it's cool for me to get in those spaces where I feel comfortable just having fun and not worrying about always having to look cool. And so I think for me, it's been healthy 
to just start doing certain videos, comedy videos, and putting together these pieces, these interview pieces around the song, and just really using my sensibilities and how I feel to create um, to create content that I think people are gonna um, ingest well because it's, it's it's really me, you know what I mean? I'm really being me, and so that that is that has definitely been a blessing. Um, and it's, you know, I wish I'd have done it sooner, you know, but yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a concept where I think people, I think that we need to become the superheroes that we wish were coming to save us. Mm -hmm. And I believe everybody kind of has a superpower um, or multiple superpowers. And it's like real world stuff, but it could be, you know, some people are really good at like believing in things to the point where they happen, like kind of manifesting things. Um, do you think you have a superpower that you've like identified a little bit? Yeah, I think my superpower would be one manifestation, but two also like <clears throat> being vulnerable enough for everyone around me, being open enough through my art and my music to make others feel comfortable. Um, so that that would probably be it. But um, yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, I would say it's, it's probably that. Um, yeah, that's a good and, question. And outside of uh, rapping, like, do you do other types of writing or do you do other types of um, art or like, what else do you do outside of, of hip hop? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So interesting thing. I grew up on. I grew up. I wanted to be a comic book artist when I was little. So I grew up drawing, and me and my cousin Branson we used to draw together. Branson got really, really good at art. Like he's, and I said, I'll send you his page. He's an amazing artist. Um, and he still draws, and he's working on his comics and writing. What I've been doing, and what I've done over the years, and I'm gonna get back into when I can find the space and time for it. Like we talked about Tom earlier, is like. Um, I'm really into comics and anime, but I've written so many comic concepts and stuff like that. So now I think I want to, not I think, but um, one of the things I want to get back into is like creating, start world building and creating like a world around an anime idea that I have deep in my head. And I'm just going to, you know, take some time to write it because I do like, I, I don't want to draw. I don't have the patience for, mm. for drawing, but I would love to write and work with a writing team and come up with a concept for like a world. I love fantasy. I grew up on it. Like I love fantasy. So like, you know, to come up with a concept for a world where we could build characters and stuff like that. So I definitely want to do that. But that's that that would be my after rap goal. Like let's say I'm crazy successful in the next two years. My, you know, after the first five, six years, first three albums, I'm like, all right. Let's get this anime off the ground. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to get into that type of stuff. So, yeah. Just makes me think, because um, I'm always thinking of other ways to do things. Did you see Dave on Hulu? Yes, I have. Yo. Is season two out yet or no? No, not yet. Yeah, no, I saw Dave. Dave was great. I was, I was actually surprised at how good it was. I didn't think it was going to be that good. Yeah, me too. And I forget about it sometimes when people are like, what dope things have you like seen or consumed recently? And like, that was like one of them from last year. Yeah. Um, especially because of Gata though. Oh, like yeah. that whole. Yeah, that story was fire. Yeah. That, I, you know, that was, that was really dope to see. Um, yeah, that, that was a great story. I forget yeah. the episode that made tears come out of my eyes. I don't remember what episode it was. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing also, because I don't think he has released an album. So that was kind of instead of releasing an album, <laughs> that was like that was like his big project, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I'd be thinking about that just sort of with the different tools and gifts that you have, mm. kind of how you were saying, you know, oh, it hasn't happened yet. And sometimes, like, it might happen in a completely different, different way, you know? This is true. So. Never know. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that, you know, I would love to do that at some point. So. And that's what I was kind of double clicking on when you said, uh, like, like about the, the writer's block video. It's just like, oh, okay. I see, I see some other talent there too. Like, you know, comedy writing, yeah. acting, well, I used you, know? To, you know, I've done a lot of things in terms of art. And I used to act when I was a kid. I was in an um, improv group, comedy improv group when I was like, I think I was like 11 until 13, um, called 100% Ham over at the Boys Harbor. So I used to be in that group. So that was like my, you know, they say comedy acting is harder than dramatic acting, right? So um, I did a lot of that and used to audition for roles and stuff like that. Then I stopped, went more into rap and I was still drawing. So I have, definitely have that in me. Um, and my, my older brother is a comedian. So I'm around him a lot. So that's sharp and still. So I'm like, you know, I always have comedy skits in my head. It's just about actually doing them. Um, so yeah, I've been, you know, that was the first one that actually was really, really, really popular because I've done a couple of them. That one I think was the most popular one probably that I had. Mm -hmm. And how did you uh, connect with like Chris Carr and Brooklyn Wildlife and Gamba and all those people? Um, through my home, uh, a home girl of mine, Makiba Just Keeps. She's an amazing artist as well, visual artist. Um, she, we, our families are real close, so she connected me with um, my, the homies QC, Chaz, and um, Oheni. Mm -hmm. Oheni is the one that actually directly connected me to Chris. Like she introduced me to him, but Oheni directly connected me to Chris and got me my first show with Book and Wildlife and I never looked back. Like so that's really what it what it's been. So that's how I connected. And then through that me and him become really good friends. So um yeah that that and then through that hundreds of other things opened up and if I didn't have if I didn't meet Chris, I don't meet my producer Minecraft because I met Minecraft because I was performing at one of Chris's events before South by Southwest. I meet this kid, uh, David Choi from Canada. I think he's from Vancouver. He connects me with Ivan a year later, Minecraft. And it goes from there. So, yeah. That's what's up, man. Yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's yep. crazy how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Um, just go stream my single a lot. Um, <laughs> go stream it, go, go watch the video, share it with your friends, let people know that it's okay to love again. It's okay to love. I know you've been hurt. It's okay. Let's do it. You know what I mean? It's okay to show love. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's really it right now. Go to my streaming page, my Spotify, save the song, follow me on there. Go check me out on Apple Music if that's what you got. Whatever you have, go find me and and share my stuff. You got SoundCloud, go to SoundCloud and repost the song a bunch. So See, like I have Apple Music, but I know Spotify is more artist. Like, it's more artist kind of connecty, right? Like, isn't it kind of social media a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I, I would say that because the way that they're... Um, Spotify for artists is set up. They have a bunch of different tools that you can use mm. to um, pitch yourself to play this before it come out and, and things like that. So I would say, yes, I like Apple a lot too. Um, but I, you know, a lot of times us artists, we usually focus on one more than the other. And I think right now I've been focusing on Spotify, but you know, we have listeners on Apple music as well. Yeah. I just mess with Apple. It's kind of the same thing where, where it's like, I know Spotify is there. I'm just sort of like Apple's it's in my phone. Like it's just easy. Yeah. And I'm just sort of like, man, I don't, I don't know how much time I want to spend on other things. Like, have you messed with uh, clubhouse at all? I have clubhouse, but I stopped using it. Yeah. Like yeah. I go into poetry rooms sometimes and like there's certain things I'll go into now, but it's just, man, I don't want to get, there just isn't enough time. I feel sometimes. Yeah, Clubhouse will take take over your whole day. I haven't been on there in a while. Every once in a blue, I'll like be clicking my phone and a notification will come up and I accidentally put some random room. And you'll hear some people talking. 
Yeah, and then I'll be like, oh, gotta go. But I do plan to reutilize this soon. So get back into it. But I do wonder how how often people use it now with things opening up. Like people would probably just want to be in front of people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have one idea um, before I forget. Mm. Have you thought about for an upcoming video? And I know this this gets complicated because animation's expensive and shit, but trying to make like an anime, like a story music video for a song. I, I, I would need a lot of capital to make it happen, but that yeah. would be dope. Sometime in the future, when I get the right brands around me, that'll probably be something I'll, I'll do. I have thought about it. I actually really thought about um, creating a manga based on the whole concept of Black Zeus and Baba Zeus. Because we have like, even before I, I started doing it, we actually, me and my brother wrote out a lore. So basically like a little bit of the backstory of who Black Zeus is or what the, the Black gods are. And we wrote like a little story that's really cool. So. Eventually, I would like to get that illustrated. That's what's up. Well, cool, man. Um, thank you for sitting down. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, yeah. Like I said, I think you're like you're <laughs> bunch of like a bunch of friends in the community or whatever. But I think you're definitely, uh, you know, at an elite level. Um, people should know what you're doing. Thank um, you. it's, it's good work. Thank it's you, consistently man. good work too. Thank you. So man. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna keep at it. So thank you for like having me here. Thank you. Thank you for like sharing, um, using your platform to share my music. And so I appreciate you. And like I said, stream the music, that's it. <laughs> that's right. Oh, you can, they can also buy the shirts at the link in my bio. Um they have this shirt in four different colors and hoodies are coming soon, but not for this design, but a different hoodie. So um, those are other ways to support, you know, you can stream the, the music and then you can go buy your shirt from my online shop, you know? So that's another thing. That's what's up. I might have to, I'll, I'll talk to you offline at one point about that. Cause I have some older merch um but just setting up online shot like this is just where i get i get bogged down sometimes with the different all the different things all the different steps but but i need to i need to stop half stepping on on some of it so yeah step into the future yeah never yep well all right bro um enjoy enjoy the friday night you know you too man all right so that was my conversation with Mandela Eskia, a.k.a. Black Zeus. Download TRL, support it, check out the video. The links are in the show notes. Check it out, follow him on social media, all of that jazz. And I hope 2021 is going all right for you. Um, we're about almost halfway through there. And we here in New York are about to be fully back to whatever the new normal is. Um, theaters are going to open. So that's exciting on the one hand. Um, on the other hand, I don't always like the crowds, uh, unless I'm in, on stage in front of them. I don't always like being in them. Um, it gives me some anxiety anyway. Um, that's something I realized the other day, just walking, walking through the streets of my neighborhood, uh, going to different places in New York and there just being a lot more people, um, yeah, so it's it's an adjustment after a year of solitude and reflection and meditation. So, so be kind to yourself as always. Take care. Um, do your best. And don't beat yourself up when you feel you're not your best. Just keep going. You know, and your best today might not be what it is yesterday. Um, yesterday is gone. You know, right now is all we have. So right now has always been the best time to be your best, whatever that looks like today. And in the spirit of TRL, in the spirit of showing people love, don't forget to give people their flowers while they're here, while they're doing what they do, and while you have the opportunity, while you're here with them, to tell them and to thank them for whatever it is they do. Um, I've been super grateful for people 
supporting me and reaching out to me um, when I'm like <laughs> on the ropes and yeah, just going through it. Um, one person I want to shout out is Matthew Carey. Uh, he's been super supportive. He's the host of the Studio Time podcast and the Infinite Creative blog. Um, he was on this podcast a few episodes back. Um, and I think I'm going to be on his podcast maybe as soon as today. We just had a conversation over the weekend. Um, but he's also just reached out to me a couple of times encouraging me to keep doing certain things, as have a lot of other people from the artistic communities um, that I'm involved with. So I hope hope I can pass it forward um, to somebody else, and I hope you listening to this can pass it forward to somebody else. Uh, the more of us that keep going and keep doing the good work, the better world we're going to live in. I really believe that. So thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great week. I hope we all have a great summer. Let's stay healthy. Um, if you're not vaccinated, please do that. Um, I got vaccinated and, you know, um, it's, it's a lot of peace of mind. But we're still not out of the woods even with that. So just be safe, you know, mask up when you're on public transit and, you know, in the stores and, and you know, just be safe. And take care of yourself and take care of each other. All right, that's my little soapbox. I'm done. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Be well. Peace. Peace.